listening to Good Guys Talk Back with your hosts, Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TV or on Facebook at Good Guys Talk Back. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 46. Uh, This is a Chicago White Sox podcast that is fan-centric, blue-collar. I am Nick Morawski, and welcome to the year 2020, the year our Chicago White Sox reclaim the AL Central Division. Uh, But first, before we get into all of this, let me bring in my co-host, Mr. Pat Hester. Nick, Happy New Year, bud. Happy New Year to you. It's, uh, it's going to be a great year. I mean, we're, every day we get a new present, by the way. You, <laughs> it you, you, it feels you wrote, that way. You wrote the, you gave me the notes for yeah. the day. So, yeah. you know, take a look at this. I uh-huh. do my studying. Yeah. Do all my digging. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then we get the Louis Robert news. So this was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe something's happened in the last two seconds since we started recording, which is yeah. I, tr- I tried to look right before, but nothing, <laughs> nothing major. Um, yeah, it's true. You know, planning this podcast, it's been fun this off season. I was thinking back to what was going on last off season, and we were dissecting on this podcast the color of Manny Machado's uh, Rawlings <laughs> baseball glove, and yeah. it's black and yeah. white, and what that might yeah. mean. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was little going on, and all the all the shots when you saw at the United Center of Bryce Harper, yeah, or on the ring, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. all the all the all that that, yeah. that didn't never really materialize yeah. went too far, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is so much funner to talk about than, mm-hmm. you know, where did somebody have lunch and, you know, where are they at today? And yeah. th- this yeah. is a, a breath of mm-hmm. uh, fresh air. To, this to is what least. we thought, Sox fans, when Quintana was traded. Mm-hmm. And we said, we think things have uh, been sped up a little bit. You know, Hawk, uh, dear sweet Hawk, uh, kept saying 2020. You know, these, these, these guys are going to be monsters. And. You can say all you want, but things start need to be, you know, you, you need to start pushing the envelope a little bit. Didn't look that way at the beginning of this offseason. Didn't look like uh, we were going to be doing much. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everything started coming into play. Um, so a lot to talk about. Uh, speaking of Machado, we'll get to something a little bit later and how that went a different direction and how that's allowed the Sox to go in the direction they're going right now. Um, We were going to lead with some Dallas Keuchel, you know, official news, Mm -hmm. but you got to lead with the Roberts stuff. Talk about money being spent. Uh, He got paid. Yeah. Yeah. The the nice part is, as a fan, we can can go to opening day. I I know you're going to be at opening day. I'm going to hope that I'm going to be there. We'll be wearing the same clothes that we're wearing today for opening day, which is fine. Uh, but you're going to be able, you're going to hear his name announced, and he's going to yeah. be standing, you know, uh, barring some mm-hmm. something bad. But mm-hmm. he's going to be standing on the third base line, introduced in front of the home crowd, and yeah. he's going to get a great ovation. And the cool part is that we've known that this is coming from everything that we heard last year. People were clamoring. I might have been one of them, clamoring for him to bring him up in September. Let's see the guy. Let's see what he can do. Get that 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 window started now. Yeah. But they did the smart thing. They, they left him down where he was. He mm-hmm. wasn't going to do him any good to bring him up now, hoping that they could get this extension done and then lock him in and you can bring him up opening day. It puts all that service time BS mm-hmm. you know, behind us. Yeah. You don't have to think about that. Yeah. You don't have to be talking about that going through spring training because this could have been a real story as you go into spring training. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And, and, and like, okay, let's, when are, when are we going to extend him? Are we going to extend him? Is yeah. he going to have to stay down for 14 days? Yeah. Is he going to come back? You yeah. know, And then it's just a bad look. 
not just for the White Sox, but all of baseball when that happens. And I get why they do it. It's a good business mm-hmm. move to keep yeah. guys down to get that extra year of control. But when you, you can lock guys up like they did with, with Eloy, and now they've done with uh, Robert, with Robert. Yeah. I mean, I think good good for the White Sox, and, and I hope the bet pays off for him. From what you hear, mm-hmm. I mean, it will. Yeah. Uh, you, you talk to his uh, his old hitting coach, which is now our hitting coach. Right. Like his name escapes me right now. Yeah. I'm just, but I, I've heard some quotes from him. That yeah. He's just going to be a monster. Yeah. And the the things that uh, surprised him about Robert was, you know, when he'd miss something, when he miss a pitch, he'd get mm-hmm. fooled, and he's hitting balls out of the park. So, right. And he runs the bases. He's a total five-tool player. Yeah. If he can stay yeah. healthy, man, this yeah. could be... This could be money well spent. Yeah, you want to be strong up the middle, and mm-hmm. uh, we're definitely we're solid with our backstop, and uh, and now it looks like we're solid, um, you know, in center field, and a few of our pitchers can uh, can play their position. I mean, Keiko for one's got four Gold Gloves. Um, you know, he Robert played with three different teams last year, three different minor league teams. So so bringing him up to the bigs in September would have been a lot. Uh, there were some BS reasons about like exhaustion or something, but look, uh, you know, he in a, in 122 games, 503 at bats in the minors last year, 32 home runs, 328 average, and you know all these other OPS and you know it, it stolen bases. I mean, he he runs like a spooked deer in center field yeah. tracking down balls. Um, you know, he's going to learn the alleys. He's going to learn the configurations of a major league ballpark. That is going right. to that's going to test him. Major league pitching is going to test him like it did for Mankata and Aloy. But if he's a quick learner, you're going to see him put up numbers. I think similar that's, to what Aloy did. That's the that's the thing that I think we all as Sox fans need to remember. He's going to struggle. Oh yeah, he's going yeah. to go through times where yeah. he looks foolish at the plate, and he's stri- and he's going to strike out a lot. Yeah, regardless. Uh, he's going to strike out a lot at the beginning yeah, of the year because yeah. he wants to prove, hey, right. this extension was worthwhile, right. and just a pure excitement. I mean, right. a- April's going to be you know an interesting year or month for him. So I don't think uh, you can't judge this guy by his first three months. You have to judge him by his last three months. Is, is what I think. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and and really not judge him. I don't mean to say that all this we're going to decide what he is after one year, but you need to be able to see the progression of the baby steps along the way. Mm-hmm. And but on the other hand. You've seen examples of players in the bigs that come up and do it right away. It doesn't happen a lot, but maybe this is our guy. Every 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 pundit that you'll hear talk about this guy says it can be done with him. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see and see how he adjusts. Uh, you know, they they really got the Sox got national attention this week. You know, from all different kind of affiliates, ESPN, um, which take that with a grain of salt, a pound of salt. Um, I don't really think too much of what ESPN has to say about the Sox. Did they know. say something about they, that? You know, You're kidding me. Exactly. Uh, did, they, and, did they announce them as a, uh, as a new team that they didn't know about? Was it around this for new team in over the Midwest. 100 years? I don't know if you've heard about them. Apparently they've been around for a while. Um, you know, those things, uh, I, those are the things that give me some excitement just mm-hmm. to see that the Sox are on people's radar. But it doesn't change my mentality of, as, as a fan because you and I and and, and folks listen to this podcast and other folks we rub shoulders with, you know, throughout our daily lives or at family functions, we've been with this team forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just been frustrating for a long time. You know, yeah. it's great to see them get a little bit of attention. But, you know, and, and how are you on, on fandom, by the way? Are, are you, a, you know, the fandom police where you're criticizing bandwagon fans? Uh, you know what? I, I Honestly, Nick, I, I don't care if you're... 
a new fan, an old fan, yeah. a bandwagon yeah. fan. I, I, it doesn't change the way I go to the ballpark. Absolutely, and watch the game I, I'm with you 100 percent on that. Who am I as anybody? To yeah. we were talking about this the other day. Yeah, I think I don't think it was on the air, but we we're talking yeah. about the, the way we've consumed hockey. This sure, year. yeah, it, yeah. You you and I would consider yeah. ourselves pretty good Hawks fans over the past yeah, absolutely. 10, 15 yeah. years. I I just watched the first uh, period of Blackhawks hockey the other day. Mm-hmm. So who am I to criticize sure. anybody yeah. on how they consume uh, my favorite baseball team? Right. If you want to watch and you don't really know. And I don't know everything. You don't know everything. But, you know, I, I feel like I'm an educated enough fan to know what's going on. Uh, if you're just learning. Be educated about it, your team. Yeah. I, th- it, I think that's what we're I, all talking Like, I could care less, yeah. man. You want to jump on now. You want to jump on in, in uh, you know, in August or in October. Listen, I, the White Sox fan base. I mean, there's there's over 5 million White Sox fans. Okay. We're, we're the seventh largest baseball uh, fan base in all baseball. Yeah. Believe that or not. I, yeah, I know. I thought but that we're, to be shocking. We are, not, we are not in a position to say no to anybody. Mm-hmm. Right? right. It, <laughs> it, it, I, wouldn't you yeah. love it? Now, it, it takes... It would, it would be great to have uh, Chicago be a, a White Sox town. Right? And, and that would be it. it, it, yeah. it but it's, to do that, it takes all kinds of people. And yeah. not just the diehards yeah. and the know-it-alls. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, and this, yeah. it, it'll take a yeah. lot of different people. So, yeah. you know, so what? Who cares? Yeah. It's 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 a yeah. game. It's fun. It, it, people... it, it is. Uh, it, you know, but uh, as I'm, you've probably had this happen to you over the holidays where you, where you start talking to some Cub fans, namely at functions, and you, you get the comments from Cubs fans, those bitter, you know, passive-aggressive comments of, uh, oh, well, you're only going to have 12,000 people in the stands to watch those guys anyways. And I'm saying, look, if filling up a stadium provided success, well then, I'm sorry, Mr. Cubs fan, your team should have a few World Series in that trophy case. You know? um, yeah, we've we've uh, <laughs> we've yeah, known I, each other a long time. Yeah, I had those battles many, many times. Yeah, and with, I'm exhausted with, with it, and I and I'm just more excited to see that this team is ready to go. Yeah, I am too. I mean, you know what? The, the, as far as I'm concerned, the way the if, if Cub fans are gonna always bring up the attendance and. And this and that, you know. I'll again. I'll harken back to the days when I was a kid in the '90s when that yeah. stadium opened. Yeah. And I remember Hawk coming on the air and you say another sold out crowd of forty one thousand. Blah sure. blah blah plus. Yeah. yeah. And every day it was like that. Every yeah. night, not yeah. every, maybe probably not every night. Yeah. But there were people in that stadium because it was an exciting time to be a sure. White Sox yeah, fan. It was. We had generational players at that. At yeah. That point. There were some good teams. Yes. Yeah. So. You know, kiss my foot if if you're sure. going to bring up and and you know what? Why is why would anybody want to go and see that team on the south side play over the last couple of years? I don't blame you. Can yeah. I blame anybody for not wanting to spend their money on watching the BS that we've had to watch over the past ten years? No, no. I, I mean that, that you can't blame, but you also say you know you're a fan, you're a fan, no matter yeah. what, and and you want to see the growth of some of these guys. And uh, I get the ratings have been up TV wise. Um, you know, it, it gets me excited, but mm. it, it more validates that um, what we put together with this rebuild, where it started yeah. from, uh, that this was the right direction. And I'll tell you what, these if you're talking about Cubs fan, I'm sure that there's the same Cubs fans that are also Chicago Bulls fans. Look at what's going on with the Bulls now. Sure. The, 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 mm-hmm. the uh, we're impervious to the bad years because of what happened in the late 90s is now gone. Yeah, people are deciding to go. I don't like the direction mm-hmm. of this team, and I'm going to tell you by not yeah. showing up to your stadium. Yeah, yeah. and well, I'm sure a lot of those people are Cubs fans. Yeah, so get out of here with your fill up the stadium 
crap. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so yeah. over it. I'm with you. Um, the stadium's going to be filled, filled this year. It just is. It's going to be filled this summer um, on the south side. Uh, a, a move that um, <laughs> we talked about in last podcast, it was a big move. Uh, the Sox brought in Dallas Keuchel. It became official this past week. Yeah. Uh, the terms and everything, and, you know, it was really good to hear uh, just him talk about his decision-making, what brought him to the south side, mm-hmm. and the, you know, when he started getting excited for this year, you know, it just brought more excitement to me as a fan, and I know I'm not the only one with that, you know, and there's all these quotes up and down, but first I want to talk about um, the comparison that he, you know, and he mentioned this, Keiko mentioned the comparison of John Lester, not, not just, you know, as a lefty pitcher, oh, but as can somebody, can, can somebody stop this with the, <laughs> we need our John Lester. It, 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 it just it's over now. I know. I know we're going to talk about it. It's it over just, now, but, it, but this is what yeah. I think just because, you know, we had a template of a rebuild right here in the, in our own city. Sure. And we were looking for an anchor to the staff, a veteran mm-hmm. to the staff. And, we found that now in Dallas Keuchel, and Keuchel talked about it. You know, yeah. Physically, I'm not the same as John Lester, but I've got the playoff pedigree like John Lester oh, had. That, and you I, know. I like how you brought it up because I wrote that. I mean, yeah, well, pedigree. go ahead. The, I mean, the, the, the John Lester comparison, yeah. it, it's there. I think what the Cubs needed when they brought in a John Lester is they, they were looking for an ace of the staff. Oh, absolutely. They didn't know what Arietta would Correct. become, yeah. or they hoped he would, but they yeah. didn't know that. So yeah. uh, what they were looking for was an ace of the staff. Yeah. And we don't necessarily need him to come in as the ace of the staff. We, as the White Sox, for years have been able to at least, we haven't been able to bring up hitters, mm-hmm. but we've been able to develop our own pitchers. Yeah. So we're bringing him to, uh, it's almost, to me, I look at it as a little bit of uh, frosting on the cake, mm-hmm. right? We've already got the cake, in my opinion, in Giolito and Cease, because yeah. I'm really high on what yeah. he can do. Yeah. And I'm high on Kopech coming back, and I'm high on uh, these guys that are coming back from injury. Yeah. But yeah. I, I feel like those are guys that we brought up and we've developed, and now we just need to put the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, that's well, what it is for me. Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously what the Astros did as well, uh, going right. through a rebuild, he mm-hmm. witnessed that, and, and he sees a lot of simul- similarities. and. Um, you know, some of the things that he talked about, uh, it, you know, the willingness to win. He, he, he realized that this club is, is putting themselves in, in, in a spot not only uh, for the window to be open, but they're jacking it open. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're taking a crowbar well, I, yeah, to it. We, we talked about this, and, like these windows. It's like, oh, the window might not be now. It's yeah, like, no, it's geez, here. Louise, take a brick and break the window open. Let's it, go. It's broke. The window is wide yeah. open. And, uh, you know, him recognizing that and him articulating that. And then just about, you know, he even mentioned Abreu by name. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, you know, this guy's got a reputation around the league as a, yeah. a leader in the clubhouse. Yeah. I want to play with that. Uh, and then here, here was the, the quote that really cemented things because we had, it was rumored, we, 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 we knew it, is when Yasmani Grandal came in. Yeah. And I remember talking to you and talking to other folks that that is going to be critical. That Grandal signing is huge for so many different reasons, mm-hmm. but pitchers are going to want to throw to a guy like Yasmani Grandal. And the dominoes start to fall. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, Keiko said it. He, yep. he came out and he said, hey, when Yaz was signed, I, my, you know, my eyebrows went up and, and the conversation started going, and the, these guys mean business. Yep. And not only Grandal, but they've also, you know, McCann's still around. Yeah. Uh, two Which is interesting. They, I think one of the things they did today was they signed a catcher. 
Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So yeah, and we there's yeah. some other things there, but yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, that was that was the nice part to see because we did say, and this was before Wheeler or anything else. We thought, okay, does this mean that one or two big name pitchers are coming? Now Keuchel uh, was was the big name, yeah. and then you get Geo to follow, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, hopefully it does the same for some of these these relief pitchers that we're we're looking to get. So yeah, we we need relief. We'll we'll get to that, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in a little bit. And and some of those names are falling off the board. But uh, I'm I'm hoping uh, that that you know that that's something that these these pitchers that are still out there and and you never know what's going to happen in the middle of summer at the trade deadline. True. Um, you know, you, you want to play with guys that are going to make you better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Keuchel is, uh, you know, he's not what he used to be, but he's hes a guy almost like a Mark Burley type guy. He's a ground ball yeah. pitcher. Um, his ground ball rate, number one, um, you know, percent in the zone. He's got the lowest amount of pitches he's thrown in the zone. Um, now that leads me then to my conversation about uh, our defense. Mm-hmm. We talked about you want to be strong up the middle. Yeah. What does this say about uh, the hot seat maybe for Tim Anderson defensively, you know. Well, I, I, there's no doubt about his offensive potential. Yeah, his his electricity, his excitement, um, but the defense, you know, I he's really there's there's not only just a microscope on this guy, uh, all eyes are going to be on this guy. Right. Uh, it it's going to be it, it potentially could be a big issue because you would like to. Th- Here's I guess what I'd like to say is he can only get better. I mean, my God, can he get any worse? He could, though. Uh, That's the sad thing. Because he started trending that yeah. way defensively. I, I'd like to think by the because he put a, a big onus on it this offseason to get better defensively. I, I know that. Um, yeah, I know he, that. The year before that, it was all about his offense and being, and he did that. So I, I'd like to think he's put that much effort back into the, the defensive side of, of the game. And he'll be improved. So, again, I don't need him to be the best defender in all of baseball. But I do need him to be above average. He has to be well above average uh, if we're going to be strong up the middle. And, uh, you know, pressure's on him. And and then that also leaves the big question mark at second base. Yeah. And if you're, okay, you're looking at the Roberts situation. You're like, well, do you also give Madrigal an extension or you let Mendick come into um, second base and then let Madrigal just, you know, flounder around in AAA for a half of April, May, and then bring him up. I think you do Madrigal different than you did Robert. He's got a small sample size in AAA, yeah, Madrigal. He has not played a lot in, in the I, Charlotte system. I'm okay if he's not with the big club, you know, opening day. I am too. I, I really see. am. But yeah. you know what? If you're Madrigal... Force the Sox hand to make a decision. Absolutely, play your yeah. you know what off yeah. in spring training. Yeah, because he's going to be playing with the big yeah. Big oh, club he will. Spring training. He will. So show them, give them a, a reason to have to make a hard decision. Absolutely, and yeah, it's really yeah. not. It shouldn't yeah. be a hard decision, but I, I, I'm guessing in their minds is the let's see where the number of bats are. He's got to get X amount of number of bats at this level because yeah. that's what they do. They always have a yeah. plan for these guys yeah. on. And, and some of it's BS, but it's like, oh, he hasn't. He's only got X amount of bats at AAA, or he's only done this. He's got to work on that, and that's all fine. But uh, but I don't think they're in a kind of rush. I mean, maybe they will if they got a sweetheart deal, and they could, and it benefits them. Yeah. Uh, to do that, but I, I just don't see them 
I, I just don't see them saying, okay, uh, now we've got to fill second base, and, and this is the guy we have to do it now. I think they can make shift it enough to start the season with with somebody else. Yeah, I, I look at uh, like Danny Mendick's numbers, you know, the small sample size he had with the Sox uh, last year in 16 games, you know, hitting 308. He was in AAA for 133 games, hitting 279. Uh, he passed the eye test for me, and he's probably going to be a solid utility guy for the Sox once yeah. Madrigal takes over uh, that lead position. But I, you know, it kind of goes against what I'm saying with you got to be strong up the middle because right now second base is a bit of a question well, mark. It's it's an over for me. It's an overall thing because you, you're not. I I I like the way that Yohan played third, I, but I don't know if he's winning a Gold Glove anytime soon. We've already talked about TA. Mm, Abreu yeah. is no Gold Glover over no, at first, no. and you've got Eloy you know, doing what he does and left, if he can just be serviceable out there. Right. And then, I mean, my God, just catch a fly ball and don't run into the wall and break Doing what he does is a great way to explain um, what yeah, he does out just there. Do, yeah. Don't do what you normally yeah. do, is yeah. what I would tell yeah. him. Do the opposite. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, to be determined, I think still, even with Mazzara, and Mazzara mm-hmm. I, know, I think I always say it wrong, but yeah. him and Wright. Yeah. Um, with Lurie, you know, potentially. They, they're not a, a solid, you know, they're, they're they're probably not going to be a very good defensive team. Uh, here, just I wrote something now. Just yeah, looking over yeah. uh, over the past ten seasons, fourteen of the possible twenty teams who have made it to the World Series were in the top ten in defensive efficiency. That's about seventy yeah. percent. So, you know, being in the top ten in, in defensive efficiency, and don't ask me how to break that down. Sure, I don't I won't. know. I, and I, uh, <laughs> I got that from Bleacher Report. Yeah, by there the way. you go. Uh, you, 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 it tells me you need to be somewhat good at defense. Yeah, and yeah. I can't. Yeah, you have I, to be. I don't think that right now, as currently constructed, they're going to be in the top ten in defensive efficiency. So they're going to have to overcome a lot of that with just mashing the ball. Okay. So that. All right. So that. Great. Uh, because Edwin Encarnacion. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think it's official yet. Uh, they haven't made an official Dallas Keuchel maybe type. Maybe they were waiting uh, for us to to record. Maybe you know what? Uh, <laughs> from what I heard, I heard a rumor that Grandstand is uh, they've got plush I parrots. Saw though. The, I uh, saw it on Twitter. It, it, so that, you know what that tells if me. Grandstand's yeah. making or, or selling <laughs> stuff. It's got to be true. Um, so you you just gonna outmash people now? The Twins, the Twins uh, were the mashers last year. Mm-hmm. Three hundred and seven home runs. Okay. Their their starting lineup, their average starting lineup. You had you had home runs, 31, 25, 23, 22, 34, 32. You had ten from Buxton. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's the outlier. Thirty six, and then you had forty one home runs from Nelson Cruz. He was thirty eight years old. Wow. Okay, as as your DH. So the Sox seem to try to answer what the Twins have got going right. on with bringing in a uh, a thirty seven year old when the season starts. Edwin Encarnacion, um, you know, he had thirty four home runs from a couple teams last year. How much does he have left in the tank? Who's to say right now? But if you play the Nelson Cruz angle, he yeah. might have a couple more years. I'll, I'll, I've just looked back over the past nine years. The lowest he had was 32. So he's had yeah. over 32 home runs over the yeah. past nine years. And to me, it's a low-risk, high-reward type of thing. Yeah, it's because a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal. I, I think it was a good move um, to bring him in. And I'll go back to, you know, I, I think... I think finding a guy that can hit in the lineup, if you put McCann in there, if it's not working out at, at, 
it's again a very low risk mm-hmm. type of right. thing. Right. You should be able to find mix and match, which I, I'd rather not because I've done that for several years. Oh, you, I gotta like to, get away from that. I, I, I'd, I'd like to be able to say this is our DH for. 80% of the ball games that we play. You would hope. Um, yeah. But at that age, I don't know how many games he is going to play. Now he only Maybe played in 109 last year, yeah. which is a big drop-off for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... Look, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him in about 130 games, to be honest with you. I, I aggressive move. Uh, you, they went after somebody that was sitting out there that can better their ball club, and boy, do we need some help at the DH spot. Yeah. It was a spot that Han. Uh, marked in the fall, you know, along with pitching, it's DH, and you welcome him on the team. Yeah. You know, he can be an exciting offense. I mean, look at the lineup. You yeah. know, look at the lineup right now, plugging him in. Exactly, and and I, I wrote that in my in my notes because you could look at last your last several years at our DH position as you know that's your easy out. Mm-hmm. Now, as you look at this lineup, I don't think there's a again that this is on Louis Robert having a. Good start to his career. Mm-hmm. You know, this is on everybody not taking a step back sure, and still continue right, to take a step right. forward. But let's just take it as it is. As it's currently constructed, you're not getting many, you know, just like, okay, this will be an easy inning because I got seven not at nine all. coming up. Not at and, all. And to me, that can, that is greatly beneficial to your team later on in the game because yeah. you're, that starting pitcher is now working yeah. every at, at yeah. that every yeah. inning, mm-hmm. and, and you're shortening guys on the mound, I yeah. think, on the other team. You get into that bullpen. Long innings. And, and yeah. to me, again, this is also on the idea that we are now going to be able to walk a little bit more, you know, you get hope. on base yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. So, again, I don't think there's there's many breaks in this lineup mm-hmm. where you just go, all right, this here's, here's your uh, Scott Fletcher of the White Sox lineup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk about early 90s. Talk about, uh, man, he had a couple stints with the Sox. Yeah. yeah. yeah second baseman. I just remember when he came up, Scooter. it was like, well, you can just, it's time to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, and I hate to say guys like Lance Johnson, too. He gave you the hits, but he didn't. He wasn't going to give you power. Gein wasn't going to give yeah. you power. You had, you had very few guys. In but no one in the world could drag bunt like Lance Johnson, like a one dog. <laughs> that was like, you get it past the pitcher, and it's like he's yeah. a, it's a base hit. But yeah, well, Gian, too. Gian, Gian, next Gian podcast, we'll, we'll, we'll break that down. Boy, that's going to be a well-listened-to podcast. Best drag bunters really... in White Sox history. It's two. Hopefully there's more uh, interesting things going on. Um, <laughs> now, you're not going to outmash the Twins, and I hope that's not what they're trying to do, but they've bettered themselves. I look at numbers... And just doing some projections, I got the Sox around 220, 225, maybe 230 home runs. Mm. If guys, you know, live up to what they did last year and Robert comes out hot. You don't have to be have the most home runs in the league because we've done that in our sure, past and, sure. and hasn't done us anything. But yeah. you can't be the last like no, we've been. No, 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 so no. So you've got to hit the ball of the ballpark. That's the game today. And we've got guys in the lineup up and down that can do that. And, uh, again, it, Abreu doesn't have to be the guy. He is just again a, a very interesting piece, the, yeah, right? Yeah. So his yeah. twenty-five home runs are going to mean so much more than they used to in the past, right? Absolutely. Because they're coming and and aiding to the other guys twenty-five to thirty-five. So Ricky's got a team. Ricky yeah. Ricky yeah. has a lineup yeah. now. I mean, so what's Ricky's? How how are you judging Ricky? You know what? I I'll judge Ricky in the way that going back to the way uh, some things that Hawk used to say back in the day was you know make the lineup get the guys going and get the hell out of the way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and that's what and, it feels and, and like. I, Just get out of the way of these. Guys. I don't feel like he's ever been able to do that because it was like okay that didn't work. Let's tweak that. Right. And tinker constantly, with that. And do that. Constantly a constant, tweaking. A constant tweaking. I. Th- 
if you can get these guys comfortable and they know where they're going to be. Andy, I put Yonder yeah. Alonzo out. I'm sorry to bring that name up. <laughs> but he's like, what am I going to do with this, <laughs> just, you know, this waste of space? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. That's okay. But uh, that's all I'll judge, Ricky. It's, yeah. it's, okay, now you don't have to tinker. You know, I'm okay if you're, you're playing your gut here or there and sure. doing things. But Which I still do. If, you, if you've got a good lineup and you've got guys going – don't mess with it. Give guys days off when they need yeah. it and give them rest and all that stuff. But It's it's a God. management of personalities yeah. at the major league level. I feel like he's got, because it just, again, what, what do I know? I don't, I'm not in the clubhouse you know, every day. You know but some it, you see the, guy, the way the guys act in the dugout. Yeah. It seems like they're really yeah. pulling for each other. It seems like Abreu's got that locker room in a, in a good yeah. spot because people respect him. And from what you what we talked about with Dallas Keiko comments, yeah. I, I think Ricky has done a good job of that. Mm-hmm. He's identified this is my veteran leader, and he's going to control that, and I'm going to stay out of that situation mm-hmm. and let that happen. Now his job is to write, make the lineup out yeah. and, and handle your pitching staff. And, you know, don't... Just don't screw it up, in my yeah, opinion. Don't overthink it. You yeah. know, I, I have to say the rebuild's over. Um, the rebuild's dead. It, it depends on the success of the rebuild. Well, you know, that's to be determined. The yeah. rebuild's over, though, with what's happened this offseason. Yeah. During the rebuild, okay, mm-hmm. the great rebuild, 2017, Is that where we're 2018, <laughs> 2019, I could not find a bad thing about animosity uh, poor chemistry that was mm-hmm. going on during those horrible yeah. years. Yeah. It, it seemed, again, and we don't have access to everything, but you have more access to information yeah. than you did 10 years ago. I could not find a negative article that Ricky lost the clubhouse, Ricky lost the team. Well, and you, and you look at the, it seemed like the guys were always in good spirits between Aloy when he came up with just his infectious smile that he brings every day. Yolmer, you know, God bless him for what he did, but the the fun that he was able to have. And it seemed like the guys were just having fun playing the game of baseball. And if you can have fun playing the game of baseball and losing 90-plus games a year, I mean, that's saying something to me about your your manager and your clubhouse and the leaders in that clubhouse. So, I mean, the pressure's on, though, and uh, and that's good. You know, every manager should have some pressure. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what Ricky does, you know, with with a full lineup. You know what? It it is pressure, Nick, but let's be honest with ourselves. I would love it, and you would love it to be. Let's let's have a little dream here. We're doing a, a podcast from yep. Game Six of the World Series sure. in the parking lot, uh, right? This absolutely. year, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I don't think we're to that point yet. So yeah, you're going to have pressure, and, and you get used to it though as sure. you go, and, yep. and it builds. And, and there's people around you that have experienced the pressure. Right. I'll add Keuchel and, right. and you know Encarnacion and, right. and Grandal. Like I've been down these stretches before. This yeah. is what you're going to experience. So it, it it might be a little bit of a learning curve this year with actually you know people noticing you yeah. and you're something and yeah. you have good players on your team. Yeah. So yeah. you know, but we've got again, like he's talked about, a good mix of some veteran players, some young guys, some really young guys, some stars. Possible stars mm-hmm. on this, superstars on this team. Yeah. So that might be just a little bit of a learning curve. I think getting out to a good start helps. Oh, absolutely. Helps that a little yeah. bit, you know. But yeah. if you if you if you got out to a really horrible start, it might be hard to come out of that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think getting out to to you well, don't have, to, have be to have patience with some over, of these guys, but, though. You yeah. got to have patience with yeah. some of these guys. Uh, now, speaking of guys and and who might who might be here, who might not be here on March twenty sixth, um, a lot of rumors floating around this week about 
uh, Arenado. And uh, the Rockies are trying to move him, potentially listening to offers, third baseman, uh, superstar uh, for the Colorado Rockies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil Rogers, who writes uh, for MLB.com, you know, it sparked something, and, and I wrote a little bit of a piece that he wrote, and, and it was up on uh, Twitter, that the Rockies would ask for Mankata uh, or Robert, which, good on them, yeah. I would ask for that too. Right. I, I'm going to go out and just say there's no way I am letting Mankata or Robert go for Arenado. And Boy, I get what you're getting, I understand what you're getting with Arenado, but uh, yeah. Mankata and Robert stay. Uh, the only thing, the only way I do that is, a uh, boy, I'm not trading both of them. I got news for No, you. Well, I think it's going to be, would be one or the other, yeah, but I think. You're right. In a I mean, package deal with a couple other things. No, nobody's going to come in with their, like, last case scenario deal. Like, uh, why don't, can we please have one person? No, they're going to ask for the world. Exactly. So, <laughs> I, but gosh, I just, uh, we, They stay. They I, have to stay. I, I think they have to. And and that might be deemed as silly or short-sighted to not want a superstar like Arenado, but I, I I think I've got two superstars in the making right here, and I don't I don't I don't want to give up that. Up. Look, I don't want to give that up. You look at what happened with Mankata, okay? You know he 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 went to hit through his trajectory. You know he struggled, which he was supposed to struggle, mm-hmm. and. If he capitalizes on what he did last year and improves, which we all think we will, he's going to be a MVP candidate. Yeah. And same thing with uh, with Aloy. And and if you and then if you put that in order and then say, okay, well, people seem seem to be high on these guys for a certain reason. Then Robert is next. You've got yeah. three guys that could potentially be vying uh, for an MVP. I, I just I yeah I, and now they're controlled yeah you know we've got core strength here but you, you have to believe that that kind of stuff happens all the time these calls happen all the time oh, with of these course GMs and there's these of course things, and then things get leaked in a dream and, scenario you, you know, know I'm just gonna take a chance right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make an offer right so uh, it, I'm with you I, I've got okay. I mean, no if if I I would be somewhat comfortable if it was just Mancata yeah. Because you train one for one, but I don't know no, why you do that. No, for the they, Rockies I, you, because... I think you'd throw in a couple other guys. Yeah. I mean, the, the one guy, and this isn't for Arenado, but uh, the one guy that I'm seeing right now that could be dangled is McCann. Yeah, not, not again, not in yeah. the Arenado deal, but in some other yeah. situation. I have for, a weird for feeling. A guy, well, speaking yeah. of yeah, for for relief right yeah. now. I mean, the Sox. If you're not going to outmatch the Twins, and I don't want them to out-Twins the Twins. Yeah. I, I want them, because look what happened to the Twins. Yeah. They got bounced because they didn't have pitching. Get, we, the Sox, you know, and I want, I, you were going to bring this up about, you know, we're a little bit more than maybe halfway through mm-hmm. the offseason yeah, here. midterm. Mid, midterm. Where would you grade the Sox? You know, we're, we're a month and a week away from pitchers reporting, believe it or not. Yeah. Okay. What kind of grade would you give the Sox on, on, their, on what they've done? Boy, I'd have to... Uh, I'd have to say B plus A. I mean, mm-hmm. and I say B plus in the fact that, that we just really haven't addressed the bullpen yet, and I still yeah, think that's where I'm at. Yeah. leaves a little bit to be desired, yeah. but I can't I can't be upset with the other moves. I yeah I got to say A minus yeah. uh, because the starting pitching got addressed, mm-hmm. DH seems to be addressed, and money was well spent with yeah. the, the Roberts situation. Uh, but you know, I'm looking for that bullpen arm. Yeah. It's not over yet. I mean, it's by not all... over yet. And you know, as we talk about all the time, you and I, and and I and I talk about this with you know with other fans, 
bullpen arms emerge in spring training too. Yeah. I mean, and and the the lifespan of a relief pitcher is short. Yeah. You, you know, it's really the the equivalent to a monarch butterfly. There you, well, they, that's beautiful. They, they make their real... their journey. <laughs> They you must have done, you might have had some downtime this holiday and just stumbled upon a couple documentaries. I, I, I've got kids. I watch a lot of there Wild you Kratts. There you know, someday you if you're blessed with children, mm-hmm. especially sure. boys, you'll yeah. know all about Wild Kratts. So we'll, that'll be another I, uh, Wild Kratts I'll be patient, podcast. but uh, boy, that's intriguing. Um, I mean, you got uh, Will Harris off the board yeah. now, Craig Stamen off the board. Those were, your bi- those were some of the bigger names. Uh, Daniel Hudson is, is, the, is the big name still talked about. And then you got some cub relievers. You got Shisag. Uh, Strope and uh, Kinsler, and uh, you know I like Shisek just for the the submarining action, yeah. but I really don't want to touch any of those cover levers. I don't either. Yeah. It, it, I've especially Strope uh, in the fact that I think, and I think we talked about it earlier is if he was a, a wash rag, you've wrung every ounce sure of water feel, out sure of feels that like wash it, yeah. rag, and yeah. it's now yeah. it's done. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing coming out of there. There's, there's yeah. nothing left. I think Madden's, any of those guys that Madden had, I mean, he's pretty much, uh, as Hawk would say, ridden hard and put away wet. <laughs> you know? Boy, it's like... Gosh, out of context. Yeah. That is just... Is uh, it out of context? No, I've said if you take that out oh, of context, okay. <laughs> you have to really explain yourself. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I, I think those guys don't have much to give. Yeah, I, I don't either. Uh, especially uh, Strump. I mean, you could you could talk me He in. looked off. He just yeah. looked goofy yeah. at the end uh, of the year last year. And... and so those guys, I mean, it, I'll take them just because they're a body. But you're right, Nick. I mean, you won't like there's, it. There's take guys it. that could emerge in spring training or, or out of the minors uh, that you didn't see coming, or or if you're looking at it, we we talked about this too. Guys that you have on your staff that as other guys come back and are healthy, you move into that so, bullpen. Spot. So here you go. You've got you got Colome, which we both agree. I don't think is going to be the exact Colome that we have. No. Uh, I don't think you so. You got Marshall, you got Cordero, you got Fry, you got Bummer, you got Herrera that really needs to step up. This is year two of yeah. a of a two year deal, and he just wasn't. You know, he had a good April, maybe May, but the rest of it was garbage. You got Birdie, who looks to be healthy, and Fulmer, which, buddy, I don't think you're going to be a starter. I think you're a long relief for a couple inning guy, and then you got Dunning, who should be yeah. back mid season from TJ, and same yeah. thing with Radon. Yeah, I the guys I like out of that bullpen are Fry, uh, Bummer, and Birdie. I think those are your. I, I th- if Birdie could stay healthy, he could yeah, be a great yeah. addition. I think uh, I think those are your guys that you're going to lean on the most. Uh, Colome, it, it just it seems to me that's just the way it goes in baseball with mm-hmm. relievers. Yeah. Unless your name, uh, unless you're one of the the Hall of Fame closers in, in the game, it's just like you have these good years and yeah. then you're going to come back down to earth a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So. Um, Again, I, I, you just want him to use some of the money. Just get get a guy that's proven, though. Yeah. You can you can never have enough. I I you like Daniel Hudson as far as the guys that we talked about. His numbers don't jump off the paper. Three eighty three you know, ERA, uh, but he's still thirty three years he's old. He's serviceable and he's played on some. Yeah. He's played on some competitive teams. Yeah. Uh, so I, that would be the name that I like out of out of that bunch, but. Yeah. Again, I don't like to overpay or pay a ton for a bullpen guy. I'd rather, I'd rather find a guy in my own system or make a trade, a small trade with somebody else in somebody else's system mm-hmm. that just hasn't yeah. really emerged. Well, that's right. I think that know? McCann thing might yeah, come play. Yeah, it, it could be that could be a, a trade for a bullpen. Okay, guy. so 
you know, we talk about money and we're talking about a little bit of last year and, you know, tying all this in with the mid offseason grades. Um, you had to do it all over again. Would you pony up the money or the years or whatever Machado wanted? Would you give him what he wanted last year? Are you, or are you kind of thankful? Boy, I'm glad we didn't land Harper and I'm glad we didn't land Machado. That was a lot of tied up money. Look what we've done with this money. Boy, it's hard to go back and say that you don't want a Manny Machado. Sure. Right? A guy that's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Continuing on this streak. But could be deemed as a bad teammate or a bad guy, unlikable. Yeah, well, yeah. You, know, you never know what he could do to your clubhouse. Boy, with the, in the year of 2020, with the hindsight yeah. being 2020, yeah. I'm, I'm happy where they're at. Now, yeah. if they hadn't have done what they, have done, they had done, mm-hmm. it'd still sting a little bit that yeah. we didn't get a guy that yeah. wanted to take our money. Yeah. But that's behind us now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy with the path that we're on. And yeah. um, this offseason is completely different from last. It's been shocking, really. Yeah. It's, it's been, I knew, you know, I... I wanted to believe Han, and I was angry with him uh, during the winter meetings when nothing was going on. And I think as a fan, uh, that's what you have to do. You have to hold, you know, the team accountable. And I'm glad he came through. It it was really shocking in the way it's come through. And I feel like the money is being spent and Mm -hmm. has been spent, and there's more to spend. I mean, we're still, you know, we're 17th, I think, in the league. Absolutely. Maybe even worse than that. We are still. We're below average. I know that. We're below the league average still. Absolutely. So you can, so if you have have an opportunity um, to throw some money at Giolito or Mancada or try to extend either of those, do you do that? I don't see why not. Yeah. I, because if you look at the guys that we have under control, I think Passon oh, tweeted it, it's, it out. It's, yeah. If if everything that is on that yeah. tweet yeah. pans out the way <laughs> we want it to pan out, the guys that we have yeah. under control for as long as we do, I mean, that is fantastic. Yeah, well, so, yeah. uh, Giolito, a little bit different just because he's a pitcher. We yeah. don't really extend guys for too long, maybe a four-year thing. Uh, but I, I certainly will with Mankata. I think he's yeah. shown me enough Yes. Uh, yeah. now. Yeah. That I I'd like to I'd like to get that done. Yeah. Before yeah. before we get into a situation uh, where we're where he's looking to go elsewhere mm-hmm. and and we can't afford to keep. I would him. say that too. I would say go after Mankata, lock yeah. him up. Um, exciting stuff. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I it's a real bold early um, prediction, but you know, I'm saying here in early January, Sox win the division by four games. Um, uh, against uh, over the twins. The interesting thing was, and I mark it, and, mark it, dude. Uh, I am marking it down it. right now. Yeah, by four games. Four games. Four yeah. games. Four we games. should do that the next podcast. We should make our. Maybe you've done this in the past. Mm-hmm. Make our our preseason. Oh, predictions, we will. Yeah, we'll put them in there. an envelope. Yeah, and then and then we'll open them up at the end of the year and see how close oh, we are. Absolutely. Were. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, that. I mean, I cannot believe we're we're talking single season tickets go on sale January 15th. Mm-hmm. Sox Fest uh, January 24th and 25th and you know mid-February pitchers and catchers report and I'm going to be freezing uh, my bag gets off on March 26th <laughs> in the stadium. I mean, right it's, the it's, corner, all, it's I all happening. Uh, it'll be interesting, too, and I don't know if these have come out yet. Maybe they have, is all those CODA numbers and the preseason predictions. Because if I looked at what I saw the other day, they they still had the Sox winning like 70-something games. Yeah. Which is shocking to me. I get them, you know, uh, over over 80, maybe close to 85, um, maybe maybe 90. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Your lips to God's ears, my friend. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to start wrapping things up here on Good Guys Talk Back, episode 46. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, simply subscribe to this podcast wherever you find podcasts, and uh, every new episode will come right into that inbox. You can follow us on Twitter, at TV, and you can find that Facebook page of ours and like it and follow us there as well. Uh, good stuff here early in 2020. I'm hoping for more good stuff ahead. Uh, For Pat Hester, I am Nick Morawski. Go Sox!